episode 21 of the Bright Lights Podcast. I'm your host, Deegs, joined as always by my two wonderful co-hosts, Mahoney. What's up, guys? And PT. How we guys doing today? How we doing today, boys? You know, awesome. I mean, we were outside for baseball today. It was really nice out, nice chill. It was beautiful, man. It was a great day. Yeah, spring is here, and it's going to be a better feeling. Hell yeah, man. It's always good to get out and not be freezing cold anymore. But, um... Exactly. Uh, fuck what we have to say no one cares about our lives all they care about is listening to us talk about sports so yep. um without further ado i don't want to waste our time or your time mahoney has a very special announcement to make after that we're going to talk into some football talk about some march madness so uh go ahead boys take it away yeah so yeah some big news so you guys probably noticed it's been about i don't know about a week in between our 20th episode and our 19th episode because we had a lot of stuff going on we had to set up a new platform that we're posting episodes off of. But more importantly, we have very big and awesome announcements. Um, we are officially partnered up with Sports Regime. Um, I'm really pumped about it. I know you guys are too. We're going to be posting our podcast also through there. I can't wait to really start uh, working with Griffin Hill. He's a great guy. I've talked to him a lot over the last couple weeks. Um, it's really just an awesome company that helps out young podcasters, young writers. Very excited to see what happens moving forward. Yeah, I mean, we have a, we're going to start posting our episodes onto there, too, under the podcast tab. It's really easy. You just click on it. It's like sportsregime.com. You'll see a little tab in the top left-hand corner. It says podcast. You click on it, and our episodes will be there for you to listen to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a website. It helps out young writers. They post articles. They post a lot of fun stuff. So we're, we're super hyped to be there. Um, shout out to Mahoney for setting all that up. It was yeah. him that came up with the idea and started talking to the guy and got me and PT involved in it. So that's super awesome. Uh, it's just one step um, closer to where we want to be in the Bright Lights podcast. We'll go world. a little bit more than 15 viewers. Oh, yeah. No, 18. Our favorite yeah, 18. Our goal is 18. We're at the 18, though. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, super awesome opportunity for us. Hopefully, we keep getting stuff like this pop up. We can keep going. But, um, I mean, yeah, that's our big announcement. And uh, now to get into the gritty stuff we want to talk about. PT, go ahead, gritty, baby. Gritty. Yeah, so um, while we were gone, uh, free agency opened for the NFL. Um, a lot of stuff happened. Um, I don't know if you guys want to touch on anything, but the NFL works a little differently than uh, baseball. If yeah. You wanna, yeah. If you want to touch on that, Mahoney, real quick. Yeah. Um, baseball, you know, it takes about 500 fucking years for people to sign. Football, it was, what, two out? Before free agency yeah. even started, half, half of everybody was off the board. Exactly. So baseball definitely can take a few notes uh, from football. So I compliment the NFL on how they do their free agency. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's definitely an exciting day. Um, we'll just touch on a couple of them real quick. Um, most of you guys know already, but Bell, um, Le'Veon Bell ended up in going to the Jets. Um, that was kind of a move that everyone was kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say expecting, but um, it was definitely one of his one of the favorites for him. Um, it, he, I think he'll do pretty good there too. Yeah, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, I know. Deegs, you, you've, got, you've got a little bit of history with him. Um, but I know us Bears, we were in it till the end. It was a good fight. We put up a good fight. Just didn't happen. Um, again, wasn't a need for the Bears. I'm happy where we're at. Uh, Bell's going to do good in New York. So, yeah, I, I just think it's a great signing by the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, uh, you got him at 
cheaper than what he wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the guy asking for $17 million last season. You get him at 13 mil. Uh, really good signing for the Jets, to be honest. He's, he's a really good player. Um, I wouldn't expect him to put up numbers that he put up in Pittsburgh just because, I mean, he's, he's playing for a worse team. The Jets really don't have that good of an offensive line. You still have a rookie court, or a second-year quarterback that hasn't really taken that jump yet. So while, while he's going to be a really good safety net player, and, he, and they're, they're probably going to give him – he's going to get the ball 400 times in terms of ca- like catches – and uh, carries combined, you're, you're definitely going to see him touching the football 400 plus times, which is, I mean, take it for what you wish. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Yeah, another uh, big offensive signing. Um, Nick Foles went to Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I, that was another kind of one that was expected by a lot of people. J- the Jaguars were kind of a favorite. They seem to be done with Blake Bortles, and um, I think it's a great signing for them. I think it's also a great signing for Nick Foles. He's finally going to be able to prove himself even more, even though he's done it in the postseason. Um, I'm excited to see what he does down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, he had the great last couple years in Philly, um, the Philly special, everything. He's really become a legend in Philadelphia, and no matter what, he's always going to be loved in Philadelphia. But it was just time for him to go his own way, time for him to really make his own path. Um, he's going to do it in Jacksonville. I expect great things to come from him. Nick Foles is going to have a great year. They they, they were done with Blake Bortles, so Nick Foles is definitely a great replacement. And just a quick note, Blake Bortles has kind of finalized a deal with the Rams, so he'll yeah. be the backup for Jared Goff out there. Just a Blake Bortles side note as well. Yeah, a little side note. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another, oh, go ahead, Deeks. My bad. Um, you look at the Jags. Um, last year, the Foles can't play any worse than what they had in Bortles last year. Bortles was absolutely awful. Uh, that's a team that just needs an average quarterback at best. I mean, you're not paying him to be average. He's, he's making a lot of money, but if they get average play out of Nick Foles combined with Fournette staying healthy in that defense, then they're going to be just fine. Um, it's, it's a division that's up for grabs, in my opinion. Um, there's not really a clear-cut favorite to win it. You have the Colts in there. You have the Texans in there. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not a bad signing. We'll see how it pans out. A lot of money going that way, but we'll see how, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Earl Thomas signed with Baltimore. Um, that's a huge sign for Baltimore, especially since they lost Weddle. Um, I think he'll fit in great there. Um, it, it just seems like the perfect fit for me. I think he'll have a great season in Baltimore. Yeah, again, just making that awesome Baltimore Ravens defense even better. It's just helping them out more. Yeah, fuck the Ravens. Um, I, I see them. Uh, one day they lose Darius Smith. They lose um, Terrell Suggs. They lose Eric Weddle. Um, yeah. They lose their best linebacker, C.J. Mosley. Then they go out the next day and send the best safety in football. Uh, big get for them, real big get for them. You get a guy like Earl Thomas, who a lot of people will say was the backbone of the, that Legion of Boob defense. Guy just makes everybody around him better because he's such a good player, such a good safety. Another great safety coming out, um, Landon Collins, signed with the Redskins. I think that's another um, great safety that just went off the board and it's going to be a great addition to that defense. Um, he's going he's to do great out there. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with Landon Collins being a great signing. You know, it's just going to help that Washington team more. Yeah, he's a good player. Down year last year. Um, a little bit too much money for me. $84 million. Yeah, six, yeah no, that's a ton of money. Years. Uh, that's the kind of money I probably feel comfortable giving to Earl Thomas as the only safety to make that much money. But, I mean, Lennon Collins is a good player. 
Uh, if he gets back to what he was two years ago, then that's going to be a hell of a signing. Uh, moving on, um, this one kind of helps out our Chicago Bears here. we got Sheldon Richardson moving out of Minnesota and heading to Cleveland. Um, I couldn't be happier. He, he was a huge, big, nasty Pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. interior uh, defensive lineman that kicked our butts most of the time. Um, it's it's weakening the Vikings defense for sure, and you know it's just gonna make that that uh, Cleveland Browns defensive line even scarier. Yeah, you know what? Cleveland's had a big offseason so far. It's been what two weeks? They've made some great additions. Um, again, with the Vikings, it helps out the Chicago Bears, but with Cleveland, honestly, that team is just getting scarier and scarier. It really is. Big move for that Browns defensive line. Charles Richardson is a monster, an absolute monster up front. So, oh uh, yeah, uh, another yeah, yeah. For their All right, another safety coming off the board with Ty, Tyron Matthew going to Kansas City. Um, the, shocking news: Eric Berry was cut recently from Kansas City. Um, we thought he would be paired with Matthew, and um, it's going to be interesting to see who they can rep- uh, put another safety up with Matthew. We'll see. We'll see what they do in Kansas City. Yeah, no, I mean, the Badger was awesome in Arizona. I remember him in college. He was the man. Uh, we're going to move to a trade real quick. We've been sticking with the Browns. The Browns made a blockbuster trade for Odell Beckham Jr. Um, they brought uh, they brought Landry and um, Odell Beckham together. It's going to be very fun to watch. I was watching um, SportsCenter this morning, and they're like, how are you going to stop this this um, offense? you got Baker, and then you got to stack the box from Nick Chubb. And then who are you going to double? You're going to double Odell. Obviously, that's going to put your third um, cornerback on Landry. It's going to be it's going to be a hellish mess trying to stop this Browns offense next year, and it's going to be fun to watch. So I think that this trade is 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 you can compare it to a Cleo Mack trade. It's going to definitely make the offense ten times better and everyone else's job easier. Yeah, that kind of, that trade, I wouldn't say it came out of nowhere, but it definitely shocked me. Um, the Browns again, just going to be awesome. OBJ and uh, Landry, they're, they're, they're boys. OBJ and Landry are boys. Um, they're going to make great things happen in Cleveland. Uh, they got a great wide receiver core going for them right now. So it's going to be re- a young wide receiver core at that too. It's gonna, I'm very excited to see what they do these next couple years. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Super Bowl odds dropped today. Browns 14-1 to favorites. I think it's like the fifth or sixth highest. If I was a betting man, Definitely putting some money on that. Like you said, Mahoney, OBJ's a dog. Jarvis Landry's a dog. You could, they, they still got Kareem Hunt, too, on a one-year deal. Plus Nick Chubb. The Browns would be real good. Yeah. They'd be really good. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be real scary for opposing defenses to match up up against. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, well, we'll move to Golden Tate signing with the Giants. Um, he did great in Philly. Uh, he kind of helped that offense out quite a bit last year. Um, took some pressure off Alshon Jeffrey and definitely made a big impact. Um, he's definitely gonna have to fill some big shoes with OBJ leaving. Uh, that Giants, that Giants team's got a lot to deal with this this next season. Yeah. So um, I don't want to really. Uh, well, we're gonna talk about winners and losers of the off season a little bit, and I don't want to tell my pick too early, but I will definitely be touching on this this little free agency signing when I talk about my winners and losers. Um, I'm just going to say right now, I don't think it was a good uh, free agency signing. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. You let OBJ go, spend a shit ton of money on Golden Tate, yeah. where he doesn't really fit a need because you already have Stone Shepard there. It doesn't make sense. The Giants are a mess. Yeah. Absolutely mess. I agree. It's not good at all. They're starting to turn into the Browns, if you ask me. Um, another trade on the board, Antonio Brown finally got traded to Oakland. 
Um, he's definitely going to be – he's going to help that Oakland Raiders out, Las Vegas uh, Raiders, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he's, it's, he's a big stage. Um, I also want to add that he was late to his, um, his press conference. I think that's definitely Antonio Brownish. So we'll see how that goes in Las Vegas. Yeah, um, you know, the Raiders are the Raiders. We all know the Raiders as a sucky-ass team, sucky-ass franchise. They have the best fan base in the league, though, that's for sure. Um, with the Raiders, a lot of people aren't paying attention to how many first-round, second-round, third-round picks that they have these upcoming years. The Raiders are coming. The black and white are coming, baby. Be ready. The Raiders are coming. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say this. Um, you can add as many superstars around someone you want, but if you don't have a competent quarterback, you're never going to win anything. Um, Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. Um, I would imagine – I understand the Raiders have a ton of picks. If they take Kyler Murray at number four, that would be really interesting. But um, they have a ton of picks moving forward, I agree. They spend a shit ton of money on players they didn't really need. They're, they're spending a shit ton of money on uh, Trent Brown, who is an average left tackle at best. They made him the highest paid yeah. left tackle in history. They spent a shit ton of money. Uh, or, I mean, they lost Kalichi Osemele to the Jets. Very good interior offensive lineman. Um, their defense is still kind of dog shit. And now they're paying a 31-year-old guy who everybody knows by should at least know by now is a psychopath, a shit ton of money moving forward. Um, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But you, you can get as many guys as you want. If you don't have a competent guy throwing the ball to them, nothing's going to happen. So we'll see. I don't think Oakland's ever going to be anything because they have to deal with Patrick Mahomes moving forward. But we'll yep. see what happens. Yeah. Um, Another big one that's kind of overlooked a lot, I think, of uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, kind of was in the shadows of Le'Veon Bell this offseason. Uh, he, he just signed with the Ravens. I think that's a huge signing for the Ravens. He's going to be really good with Lamar Jackson. That's going to be something that people are going to have to watch out for with that run, run pass option. So Mark Ingram going to the Ravens. Again, we were talking about him possibly going to the Bears. Again, not a need that the Bears needed. Uh, it's great signing for the Ravens. It helps them out a lot. The Ravens were really close last year. They had a bad playoff game. I, I'm. It's that division next year is gonna be very interesting, no doubt about it. I saw your speech. I was like, oh my god. Uh, well, well, first, fuck the Ravens. Um, I hate them. Second of all, really good signing for them. You got a guy who's a really good running back on the cheap. Um. He he pairs in really well with Gus Edwards. I think I, I think Ingram will be the starter, but having that kind of one-two punch there with Gus Edwards, uh, and they they have a receiving back. Fuck, I can't think of his name right now, but he's really good at catching the ball. So that that's going to be a good backfield in uh, Baltimore. There. It also means that uh, Alvin Kamara probably takes over as like the full lead back in uh, New Orleans. So yeah, when before it was kind of like an Ingram Kamara tandem, which worked really well for them. I don't know how well Kamara will be when he handle when he has to handle 20 carries yeah. a game he's kind of a guy i see being really good with 10 to 12 carries a game as opposed to a full workload but um yeah i mean it's 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 a good pickup it's a cheap pickup for a guy who's a really good starting caliber running back in the nfl yeah i couldn't agree more um touching still on the ravens ravens lost eric weddle um, he just signed with the Rams. Uh, I think that's a great signing for the Rams just because they needed to upgrade their secondary because that was one of their weakest parts of their defense last year. 
Um, he's definitely going to – he's and, you know, he's a leader in the locker room too, on and off the field. So that's, that you, you get the best of both worlds with that. Uh, Eric Weddle right there. Yeah, again, the Rams uh, were in the Super Bowl last year. Just couldn't do it last year. Adding Eric Weddle definitely helped them out. Just strengthening that Rams team. Yeah, I mean, he's old. He's still he's, he's getting up there in age, but Eric Weddle's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best safeties in football still. He brings a lot of experience to that secondary. They lost LaMarcus Joyner. He, he signed with the, with, with the Raiders, I believe. So you add a veteran presence into that secondary to uh, replace him on a cheaper deal. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Uh, I'm going to touch on my Bears real quick. Um, they signed a couple of small signings. Um, Adrian Amos left and went to the Packers. Uh, there was a lot of social media stuff going on there with Chicago fans giving him hate and him responding, and it was kind of a big mess, and it was not a very good look on both sides. Um, we also signed Ha Clint Dix, which I think is a great signing for us, especially losing Amos. Um, also, we signed Cordell Patterson, which will be really good for us because I do not want to see um, Anthony Miller back there returning kicks. So definitely Cordell Patterson. Um, it will also be a great signing. Um, yeah, so – oh, and Mike Davis, too, also from Seattle. I think he will be another solid running back that can he, – he, I don't think he'll beat out Jordan Howard, obviously, but he'll definitely be a good third string. Um, he'll be cat, a really good third string, yeah, actually. He, he's, yeah, he's a really good pass catcher, and he's a lot – so he has some different dynamics that fits in really well with Matt Nagy's offense. Yeah, definitely very exciting for the Bears. I'm, I am I missed it already. It's been, what, uh, four months, not even – yeah, not even four months, like yeah. two. Yeah, t- Taro, uh, Taylor Gabriel posted on his Instagram story today that him, uh, him, Mitch Trubisky, and the wide receiving core were getting some work in outside today, so that's always a good sign to see. Um, it gets you excited, and, uh, you know, Chicago's ready to see what they can do next year, you know? Diggs, you got anything to talk about your Steelers real quick? No, I don't no. want to talk about All right, guys. well, then uh, let's get into the winners and losers of this offseason. PT, right. you 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 start us off, buddy. Uh, well, well, let's start with losers. I don't like ending on a bad note, so we'll start with losers. Um, oh, I, I can't wait to talk about my losers. So, so I'll start with mine. Um, it's Deke Steelers. All I basically have to say is exactly what he said. Um, you know, you lost two very elite players um, in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, but you also lose two dickheads as well. So, you know, that could help them um as well but um i just they didn't do anything you know you, they really didn't do anything they lost two stars and that's all i got to say about them that's why they're losers yeah my losers i'm kind of excited to get into this one the new york giants dave gettleman what are you doing buddy are you rebuilding or are you not you trade obj um you sign golden tate for a lot of money honestly i think they would have been better off keeping obj and signing golden tate and saying, fuck Eli Manning and getting somebody else at quarterback. The, Gi- the Giants team has no direction right now. Uh, the, it's, it's just not looking good for New York. Not looking good at all. My loser is going to be Le'Veon Bell. Um, just because uh, I, I've never really heard of a player sitting out and making less money. Or like sitting out and having to make less money. Usually when guys sit out, uh, it's like Aaron Donald. They make more money or contract callouts like Khalil Mack, and they end up getting paid. Le'Veon set out, and the Steelers had a better offer last season. He thought that he would take it; uh, that that he would get more. He got less. He's playing for a team that is just going to continuously get destroyed by the New England Patriots moving forward. So, um, yeah, it's just a it's just a big f you in the face of Le'Veon Bell for everything that happened. And yeah, he's he's my loser. Yeah, um, for you. 
for first-time uh, listeners, too, here at Bright Lights Podcast, we always like to end on a positive note. We spread the love here yeah, at Bright Lights Podcast. So, uh, we had an episode about the love. Oh, we yeah. do. Oh, yeah, yeah so we do. So if you want to look back and check that one out, too. Episode 16, 16, Valentine's Day edition. All right. We'll go with our winners of free agency. Um, I, it's, I'm going with the obvious one. It's the Cleveland Browns. Um, they went from being the worst team in the NFL to Super Bowl contenders. Um, what they did with Odell Beckham blew my mind when I saw that. My jaw dropped. Um, they're going to be scary, man. It's it, it definitely scares another Super Bowl contender to just see another team like that just come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers, Kevin, G-O-H-D or Kevin God, whatever his name is. Nobody knows in the YouTube community. But him and Jeff Neck, Mark, are good friends. So keeping that connection going. Um, but his favorite team is the New York Jets, and I have them as my winner. Uh, they signed Le'Veon Bell. They re-signed Henry Anderson and Steve McClendon. Uh, they signed C.J. Mosley. Just for um, hey, Don't forget your boy, Josh Bellamy. Shout out, Josh Bellamy. We, we're going to miss you in Chicago, gonna, man. We're going to miss you, buddy. We, we love you, and we we wish you the best in um, We New wish York. you the best. We wish you the best. So, yeah, the Jets went from really mediocre last year to uh, slightly better mediocre for this upcoming season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Jets do. It's going to be an exciting uh, – it, it's changing. New York's changing from the New York Giants to the New York Jets now, it seems like. Yeah, um, my big winner uh, – you guys probably won't like this a lot, but my big winner is the Green Bay Packers. I, I, uh, I agree, though. I agree. You you, I you get rid of Nick Perry, who was tremendously overpaid. They cut him. He's no longer on the roster. Uh, you bring in Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. Um, with Mike Daniels, that's a really and Kenny Clark. That's a really really good pass rush right there. And then you had Adrian Amos, who had a really good year with 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 the Bears last year. You guys know he's a great player. Uh, the Packers have had a history of having really shitty secondaries, whether it be at both safety and corner. Now they have a guy that, that they can slide right right in there, and they're a young secondary with Jair Alexander, who was a stud last year, and Josh Jackson. Uh, Kevin King's still back there, too. Slide that guy, Adrian Amos, right in there. He's a starter day one. He's a veteran presence already, and he, he's just a good football player. So um, they improved significantly on a big weakness of theirs, which was their defense. Uh, if Rodgers stays healthy, He's always going to be a danger, and now with, with with a solid defense, I think the Packers are a legitimate threat now moving forward. Yeah, so that um, that's the end of our uh, football free agency recap, winners and losers. And it's definitely not going to be the last yeah. with how quickly this free agency is going, and there are still a big few big names still on the table. So it, it's an exciting time for football right now. It really is. I think Deegs will, yeah, Deegs will te- uh, lead us into March Madness. We got some March Madness picks for you guys. Yes, sir. So, um, if you guys did not hear or you happen to live under a rock, uh, Selection Sunday dropped yesterday. All the brackets came out. Everyone's filling out their brackets like crazy. Um, so, what we decided to do is after filling out our brackets, which will almost certainly be entirely wrong. Oh, no doubt about it. We're going to give you guys our Elite Eight, our Final Four, and who we have winning the national championship. Um, so how we're going to do this is I'll start it off. We're just going to go region by region, east, west, south, midwest, give you guys those. Then we'll give you our final four, et cetera, until we get to the championship. So starting in the east region, I have number one overall seed, Duke Blue Devils, coming out and playing against the number three seed, LSU Tigers. Uh, Duke, obviously, um, struggled at some points in, in the season without Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, he's back. He's healthy. 
they dominated. Uh, they 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 have some signature wins with him on the team. They beat North Carolina. They easily beat Florida State in the ACC championship. Uh, this is the best team in the country. Fuck me, I lagged out again. No, no you actually didn't. Yeah. What? Am, am I good? Yeah. yeah, you didn't lag at all, actually. You guys froze. Oh so. well, you were good on our end. Okay, so Zion Williamson's back. This is this is by far the best team in the country when they're when they're fully healthy. Um, LSU's a good team. Naz Reed's a really good player. They have some good players on their team. Uh, they, they they did win the SEC, which was a really solid conference this year. But no one's beating Duke, in my opinion. Spoiler, they are my champion. So, yeah, that's who I have coming out of the East. Oh, yeah, I got to agree with you. I have Duke as well, but I actually have them playing number two, Michigan State. Um, like you said, Zion, it makes that team 100 times better. Um, everyone facilitates the ball better when they're playing with Zion. Um, the, the, the energy's up. He just brings a whole different level to that team. Obviously, he's the best player in college basketball right now. Um, it's going to be a really good game. Um, if Cassius Winston is playing really well, so will the, um, so will the rest of that team. McQuaid, if he's shooting the, if he's shooting the lights out of the gym, it's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be a really good Elite Eight game. Um, so I've got number one Duke playing number two Michigan State in the East region. Now, Unlike you and probably millions of people in this country, um, I'm going to be considered a dumbass for saying this. I have Virginia Tech beating Duke, and I have it uh, Virginia Tech versus Michigan State for my Elite Eight. Um, I, I was watching Michigan State really manhandle Michigan a couple days ago. Really, it, it really puts it in perspective of how good that Michigan State team is. And with Duke, they just have bad history in the March Madness. They really do. And I could see Virginia Tech really taking it to the Blue Devils. All right. So moving on to the West region, uh, I have the number four seed Florida State Seminoles making it. Uh, Florida State, they went to the Elite Eight last year. They're returning um, a majority of their players that played on that team last year. They're experienced. I know they lost four of their last five games in ACC play, but – this is a really solid Florida State team. They're they're well coached. Uh, they play good defense. They rebound the ball well, which is what you need. Um, and yeah, they're 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 battle tested, and I, I feel like they're just going to be a really tough team to beat um, in March Madness. And then facing off against them, I have the t- number three seed Texas Tech Red Raiders. They shoot the shit out of the three ball. Texas Tech does. Uh, Jared Culver is a very good player. He's their sophomore star. He's going to be a pick. Uh, you also have Tariq Owens, who gives them a legitimate rim protector. And uh, Texas Tech, I mean, they won the Big 12. Uh, they, sh- I'm sorry, they shared an outright title of the Big 12 with Kansas State. They beat Kansas. They only lost to Duke by 10, which is not, which is kind of a lot, but when I mean Zion was in there, it was a close game for the majority of it. So Texas Tech is a really good team. And, yeah, I have Texas Tech going, beating Florida State and moving on to the Final Four. Well, Deeks, great minds think alike, I guess. Um, I also have number four, Florida State, playing number three, Texas Tech. Um, you've touched on all really good points. Um, Florida State has just kind of been that sleeper team the last two years. Um, they, they played pretty well in the ACC tournament, even though they have lost four out of the five. I still believe um, that they will make a deep run just because of how how much energy they bring on the court. Um, Texas Tech, I think, is another sleeper. These two teams are the sleepers of the tournament. Texas Tech can shoot the lights out of gym, like you said. You've taken basically all my points because we basically said the same things. But I also have Texas Tech 
making it to the Final Four. So we'll see if uh, Deegs and I are correct. Yeah, again, me uh, probably uh, – actually, I don't know. There might be a lot of people that have this too. I have Murray State versus Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, like you guys said, you guys said on all the points about Texas Tech. They shoot the ball very, very well. Um, they're, they're just a really exciting team to watch. And then Murray State, of course, they have Morantz. What can you say about the guy? What, what can he's you a say? monster. He's so good. He's so good. And he's really going to help out this Murray State team. He really is. And he's going to help them. He's going to carry them. He really is. Put him he's going to have deck. to carry them if yeah. they're going to go. Because he's got to go through Marquette. Uh, not definitely something I would pick, but really interesting. I could definitely see it happen. If there's a 12 seed to make it to the Elite Eight, you need a superstar yeah, to do it. I agree. John Lee's a superstar. They got a tough so, road, though. They got Marquette, FSU. Well, I mean, FSU of Vermont. And then. Yeah, Gonzaga coming out, but I could definitely see that as well. So we'll see if Mahoney pulls a, something out, out of his sleeve. You, you, March Madness, you never know. Exactly. You really exactly. never know. All right, moving on to the South region. I have the Virginia Cavaliers of the ACC. Um, I mean, if you guys watched March Madness last year, Virginia, they were the first number one seed, number one overall seed to lose to a number 16 seed last year. Uh, that's not going to happen this year. This is a really good Virginia team. Um, they they've always been known for their defense. They're the number one defensive team in the country. They only give up 55 points per game. Their BPI ranking, which is basically strength of schedule, is number one in the country. So they're battle tested. Um, they they score a little bit more than they have in the past. They're averaging 72 points per game. Usually Virginia wins gritty games like 55 to 50 or stuff like that. Um, they have three really solid guards: Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome. DeAndre Hunter is a very solid player. He's probably going to be a top 10 pick in this draft. He's your prototypical NBA defensive wing, 3 and D kind of guy. Uh, and, yeah, I, I really like Virginia this year. I know a lot of people picked them to win the whole thing last year and it fucked them over. But uh, this is this is a really talented team. They're they're deep. They're, they're experienced. They're old. They've had the same guys there for a bunch of their runs, and they've always had good teams. So uh, Virginia is my pick. Um, to get to be one of the teams playing in this Elite Eight game, the second team, kind of a shocker here. I have the Cincinnati Bearcats of the of the uh, what fucking tournament? Uh, the A10, I believe, is the conference they are in. Uh, this is a team they play um, their pace. Uh, they they're really slow um, yeah. when it comes to moving, bringing the ball up the court. They play, I think, at one of the slowest paces in the entire country. Not a real big strength of schedule. Uh, they're really only big games they've played have been against Houston and Mississippi State. Again, not impressive. Uh, they did win their conference against a very good Houston team. Houston's a very good team. And, um, yeah, I, I really like Cincinnati. They're gritty. They shoot the three ball well. I like teams that are gritty when it comes to March Madness because that's sometimes all you need to do mm-hmm. is grind out wins. Uh, make opponents play at your pace, and they do that really well. So I have Cincinnati matching up against Virginia in the South Elite Eight game. I agree with you. Um, I have Virginia, number one, playing Tennessee, number two. Um, I was one of the people that got fucked over by Virginia losing last year, and this is actually scaring the living crap out of me just because of that. I still have PTSD from that last year. Um, So we'll see what they can do, but they do have a ton of people coming back, and they have – played a pretty decent um they played really well this year so we'll see how they do um i also have tennessee uh we'll, we'll see how they do um admiral schofield he's he's, he's a monster man uh he, he kind of controls that team they definitely um they're really athletic and they definitely um they, they play pretty quick so it's fun to watch them this will be another good game i think this is 
this this bracket could really this could have the most upsets in this in this region just because of some of these teams have definitely had up and downs this year. I feel so you could definitely see a team like Cincinnati, um, Purdue, uh, Kansas State, Oregon. There's a lot of good higher ranked teams that could definitely make some upsets this year. So we'll see we'll see how this um, region kind of plays out. Speaking of upsets, here comes Mahoney with little 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 bit. This is this is a big hot take. I've got UC Irvine. Oh my God! Versus Tennessee. All right, let me explain a little bit about UC. Going I have back, them winning their first game. If that makes you feel better. Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, going up, back to UC up. and what Deke said earlier about gritty teams. Gotta love gritty teams. UC. They're they're actually one of the biggest teams in the tournament right now. Um, but more than that, they have one of the best defenses in the tournament right now too. Uh, they're very stubborn. They've they're thirty and four. I mean, you can't you can't give away a chance to a team with that kind of record, even though they beat who they face. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I bet you ninety five percent I'm wrong because you know I'm always wrong when we make these kind of choices. But then going to Tennessee, like PT said, Schofield, great player. Tennessee, they're going to shoot the lights out. I'm excited to see them play too. Yeah, man. Uh, Tennessee. Really good team. Real quick, want to touch on them. Um, they they played really well against Kentucky. They were yeah. down by 10 with two minutes. They came back. They won the game. Then they got absolutely destroyed by Auburn in the SEC championship game. Uh, that is a team that runs through two guys. It runs through um, Admiral Schofield, like you said. He's their leader, but also runs through Grant Williams. And when Grant Williams is playing well, they win games. When Grant Williams plays like shit, I'll give you two great examples. They got murdered by Auburn. He played terribly. They got destroyed by Kentucky earlier on in, in the season. He played really bad. So, that I mean, Tennessee is kind of a toss-up. When they're on their game, man, they might be the best team in the country. They, they're right up there with Duke. When everything's clicking, Tennessee's a real good program. But I don't know. I, it, that's too many question marks for me to pick them. I respect the pick for you. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. Going on to the Midwest region, I have – the number one seed in that region, the North Carolina Tar Heels, making it to that Elite Eight game. Uh, what can I say? North Carolina um, kind of surprised me at the beginning of the year. They weren't that good to start the season off. They got hot. They got real hot after they lost to Kentucky. Uh, they went kind of straight out from there. A lot of good players in that team, man. Kobe White, Kobe White, very good point guard for them. Uh, Luke May is a senior guy. He's, on, he's, he's experienced. He's gritty. Uh, he can shoot the three ball well for a guy his size. And then you have Nazir Little, probably one of the more talented players in the country. Comes off the bench for them, but uh, the guy's gritty, gets rebounds, plays defense, needs to work on his jump shot a little bit. But this is a team, and when I look at teams, um, when I try to uh, match them up in brackets, I want teams to play tough schedules. And North Carolina plays in the toughest conference. They play in the ACC. They have to go up against Virginia. They have to go up against Virginia Tech. They got to go up against Florida State. They got to go up against Duke. This is a team that is experienced. They know what it takes to win big games. Uh, they did it. I know they beat Duke twice, both times without Zion. But that Duke team is still pretty good without Zion. So I wouldn't uh, toss those wins to the side. They blew out Gonzaga, which is a, which is a very good team. Up until last week, they're the, the number one team in the country. They blew out Virginia Tech. They blew out Florida State. So, yeah, this is a really experienced team. Obviously, Roy Williams, he's been doing it for a while. He's a great coach, and I'll take experience over anything when it comes to this. I mean, that's kind of hypocritical of me to say that I want experience because matching up with North Carolina, I have the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, Kentucky, normally known for losing their star players, uh, 
they kept one big guy, PJ Washington. He declared for the draft last year, decided to pull his name out and come back to UK. Uh, what a transformation. Improved his uh, three ball. He's six foot eight with a seven three wingspan. So that's a matchup nightmare for anybody. The guy can bang in the block down low. On the wing, you got Tyler Hero and Kelvin Johnson, two elite wing scorers. Uh, Hero, especially. Guy's a monster when he gets to the free throw line, he's shooting above 90%. So that's really good. And then the experience of senior Reed Travis. It's really uh, unusual. Kentucky to have seniors playing for them, but Reed Travis, a graduate transfer from Stanford, has been a leader for them in, the, in that clubhouse. Uh, I like teams that can win big games, and I like teams that can finish big games. They beat Tennessee. They beat the shit out of Tennessee. Uh, they should have beat them in the SEC tournament, too, but they, they, they lost that game. They beat North Carolina. They beat Auburn twice at Auburn, which is a really tough place to play at, and they blew out Louisville. Um, and yeah, this is a really good athletic team. They move the ball well. They rebound well. They shoot free throws well, which is really important in the NCAA tournament when it comes down to getting those extra free points at the line. So matching up with North Carolina, I have Kentucky. They don't have an easy road to get there, but um, I think they'll be able to grind it out and end up facing against the Tar Heels. No, yeah, um, I'll, I'll touch on this fact right here, that this is by far the toughest region. Um, it's not even close. Even, it's by far the toughest uh, region. You, you've got North Carolina. This this Utah State Washington game is is going to be one hell of a game. Um, I, yeah. I advise everyone to watch that game. I I, I can't even believe, dude. You have, you have North Carolina, you have Utah State and Washington, you have Auburn, Auburn who won the SEC, you have Kansas who's been was the the, the, the the number one team in the country. I was Iowa State, yep. Houston, Wofford is really good. Yep. Seton Hall's really good. Kentucky's really good. I mean, whoever wins, whoever comes out of this region might end up beating Duke in the national championship just because of all the things they're going to have to go through to get there. Yeah, yeah, like you said, dude, this this region is one this has so much talent built up. I mean, you've got lower seeds that have lost two or three games in the season. Wofford is dangerous. Houston is dangerous. Iowa State is very hot right now. Um, Kansas is having a down year, but, I mean, it's Kansas. You can never count out Kansas. Auburn is very hot right now. Um, And like I said, that Utah State-Washington game has a lot of talent in it too. Um, With that being said, I've got North Carolina coming out with the one seed. Um, you, You basically touched on everything. They have a lot of seniors. Uh, May is a great in the block. He gets a lot of rebounds, a lot of putbacks. Um, Colby White, I think he's fantastic. I love his hair. Um, and it's just fun for them to watch. Um, you touched on it, too. They beat Duke twice. I know it was without Zion. But they also played with Duke with Zion, and they only lost by one. Um, so you got to watch out for them. They're going to have to go through Utah State or Washington, then Auburn or Kansas. Um, it's going to be a really tough road for them. And then you drop down. To the bottom half, I have Kentucky as well. Um, that's your team, Deegs. You've already touched on all their stuff. They're going to have to either go through Houston, Iowa State, or Wofford. It's going to be one hell of a battle. It's going to be mad. Mm-hmm. And be I'm war. very excited. Uh, but like I said, I had UNC versus Kentucky. Um, I'm really excited to watch this Midwestern region. Yeah, this region's going to be insane to watch. A lot of great games and possibly a lot of upsets too. Um, I've got – I'm going to stick away from the upsets on this one. I'm going to go with UNC and Houston coming out with uh, UNC is going to come out of there. But Houston's a great team. I would not be surprised. Honestly, dude, you, you touched on it, PT. But Houston could come out of there. I could definitely see Iowa State coming out of there. I could definitely see North Carolina could lose their second game mm-hmm. in the round of 32 and even then in the Sweet 16. Um, this is definitely the toughest region to predict. But, I mean, it, it, it just comes down to what you feel. Houston is a very good team. They – they, they, they lost to Cincinnati 
in the A10 championship, but that's 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 not a, a bad testament to them on how good they've been this season because they were they they were in the top 25 for the majority of the year. So that, that's a really good team right there. I, w- I would I would not be surprised at all if they made it to the even to even the final four. Yeah, dude, it's 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 gonna be fun to watch. No doubt about it. All right, so now that we have touched on our lead eight, we'll move on to our final four. Uh, coming out of the East-West game, obviously Duke-Texas Tech. Really hard to pick against uh, Duke. They, these teams played earlier on in, in the year. Texas Tech did lose by 11. It was a close game. Uh, the The big thing I'm looking for here is can Texas Tech – you can't stop Zion, but can you neutralize R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish to the point where – they don't hurt you as much as they did the first time they played. I don't know if that's possible. Um, I'm going to pick Duke just because of one guy, which is kind of crazy to say because we've seen a lot of superstars come through March before. But Zion's unguardable. Um, no one stopped him to this uh, up until this date yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with the safe pick here, and I'm, I'm taking Duke to go to the national championship. Yeah, um, I'm right with you right there with you, Deeks. Um, Duke and Texas Tech, I have Duke coming out. Um, and playing Texas Tech, like you said, you're not going to be able to stop Zion, so how are you going to stop R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't see it happening. Um, Duke's just going to be too much firepower for Texas Tech. They're going to have a great run. They're going to represent their school real well, um, but Duke just I, just, I just don't see any way that you can either stop Zion, R.J. Barrett, or Cam Reddish. It's, it's, I don't just don't see that. I don't think they have enough firepower for it. Um, so with that being said, I have Duke going to the national championship. Yeah, I mean, you guys are definitely right with Duke. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens with Duke, but I've got Michigan State versus Texas Tech. Uh, again, Texas Tech's been shooting the lights out. Michigan State, I just they've been so dominant as of late that I wouldn't be surprised if they really catch fire in this tournament. March Madness is all about the hot teams and teams that can continue what they what they've been doing. Uh, it's going to be very exciting to watch no matter what. Yeah, for sure. So um, going to the South-Midwest game, I have Virginia and Kentucky. Um, going to be a tough game. Going to be a real gritty game. You have Virginia, plays really tough defense. And you have Kentucky in their high-octane, high-powered offense. Um, overall, it's going to be a dogfight between these two teams, two really experienced teams. But I'm going to take Kentucky to win this game. Uh, I just like what they can do on the wing more than what Virginia can do. Jack Salt is a good player, but I think P.J. Washington and um, Reed Travis will kind of have their way down low with the Virginia big guys. A big matchup to watch here would be between Kelvin Johnson and DeAndre Hunter, two uh, projected lottery picks between the two. Hunter really good on the wing defensively. Johnson really good offensively. So really, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they go at each other. But ultimately... I'm taking um, the more talented team, obviously, uh, with all their McDonald's All-Americans and stuff. And uh, I'm going to go Kentucky over Virginia to move on to the national championship. Uh, This is where Deegs and I actually differ. Um, I've got number two, Tennessee, playing number one, North Carolina. Um, This South region has got a lot of question marks um, on what – how they play, clutch, how their clutchness ability, if that's the word you want to say. Um, I don't know. I've just seen – I just feel like Tennessee is more explosive than Virginia coming out of that region. 
Um, if they're all playing together, they're all playing really well. Um, North Carolina, we just touched on it very, very briefly ago. Um, whoever comes out of this region has the best chance to win the national championship. They're going to be riding an incredible wave of um, – fuck, I can't think of the word. Um, Momentum. Yeah. They're going to be rolling, yeah, bro. If yeah, you get yeah, to this you. region and you get to this war, or, I mean, you win all these battles, you're finally about to win the war, mm -hmm. man. If, if whoever comes out of the South – they're going to be on fire. Yeah. Confidence is going to be at an all-time high. They're going to have defeated a ton of really good teams. So, yeah, PT, I, I definitely agree with you there, man. Yeah, um, yeah so thank you for picking up. Uh, I, so, with that being said, Tennessee um, playing North Carolina. I Like I said, whoever's coming out of this region is going to win the national championship. I have North Carolina beating Tennessee, going to the national championship, playing against Duke, two rivals. It's, it's one of the most exciting things I've ever thought about watching ever. Fun fact. Um, North Carolina and Duke have never played each other in the NCAA tournament. Wow. They would that's they've crazy. never played each other. That, I know that, that's be, that game would be insane. Yeah. That, that, that is insane. People would like lose their lives over that game, dude. That's how yeah. crazy it would be. It's, it's going to be unreal. I, I'm excited if that happens. I think it would be I hope huge. I hope so, too. That would um, be insane. But, yeah, uh, Diggs, you got a national championship. Oh, you got you got you got to let Mahoney go. Yeah, come on, PT. Just I'm so sorry. Me. It's okay, buddy. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Buddy. I've been jumping the gun. But all night. but you know what? You know what, PT? I've got the same pick as you. Uh, I got Tennessee oh. versus UNC. Again, like we were saying, whoever comes out of this region's got the best shot to win it. Uh, I've got Tennessee beating UNC and going to the national championship. Now, Deegs, take us home, buddy. Duke, Kentucky. Blue blood, two blue blood programs going against each other. They faced off at the, to start the season off. Duke beat the absolute shit out of them. I promise you, if they play again, that will not happen. Um, but I don't think anyone's beating Duke. I got the Duke Blue Devils winning the national championship. I'll even give you a score: seventy-six, sixty-eight. Okay, pretty close game. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, I have Duke playing UNSC. Like Deke said earlier, first time ever. Um, if this happens. It's going to be nuts. Um, I think this will be great publicity for the national championship. Um, we'll see. Uh, I actually have North Carolina winning. Um, I just feel like they, for I just feel like they've gotten into Duke's ear. They've they've blown some blown some air into Duke's ear, and um, well, I think they can handle. I feel like they've figured the puzzle out. Um, yeah, they had they they lost they beat Duke twice with Zion. Um, they only lost by one when they played with Zion, against Zion. Um, so. I just think that uh, man, I just love Colby. He's su he's such a good player, dude. Uh, so I'll give you a score: um, 77-75. It's just gonna be like the last game they play. It's gonna be extremely close. It's gonna come down right to the last seconds, last second shot. UNC is gonna be my national championship winner. Yeah. So I've got Texas Tech, Tennessee. Texas Tech again. March Madness all about being hot. Texas Tech's really hot. And in my bracket, I have them beating Duke. And if they beat Duke, then they're gonna just they're gonna catch fire. Um, ultimately, though, I've got Tennessee winning. Uh, it, it can go either way with any team. That, that's that's what you gotta love about March Madness. So many things can happen. So many different teams can take fire. Just like how we saw Loyola last year, uh, near and dear to our hearts in Illinois. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's close. It's close, and I'm very excited to see what happens. Yeah, man. Um, March is definitely a super exciting time of the year. You got, obviously, the, the, the tournament. 
baseball starting up, football free agency is going crazy, the draft is coming up. MLB The Show drops in eight days. MLB The Show, we have a ton of shit to talk about the next few days. So Oh, oh yeah, be, be ready for episodes, people. Be ready for episodes. Now is the, now is the time to jump on to the Bright Lights Podcast bandwagon. Yep. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, fucking MySpace, literally anywhere you will find us. Um, SportsRegime.com, shout out to them too. Um, yep, shout out. And, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, stay tuned for more content, and uh, we appreciate you guys as always. Give us a five-star rating if you enjoy this, or whatever rating you want to give us. would just really be awesome. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Peace out. Peace. Perfect. Perfect.